Welcome back to episode 25 of the Tech Garage with Zach and Matt. It's been about two weeks. Yeah, Maybe three. We took a little bit of a delay there. You you remember a couple episodes back where we said we were done with our vacations for the summer? And then we took a vacation together. And then we took another vacation. (laughs) I know. Yeah. Uh, So, uh, yeah, let's jump right into it today. Um, Since we are about three weeks late, let's really start cracking it. Um, The vacation we took, actually. Uh, One of our buddies came into town. Yeah, and you know what? I was just thinking this week we should have had Joel come over and we should have done a... A a guest spot? Yeah, since he's like our only listener. Yeah, like uh, for, for those of you that have heard the podcast before, um, I think our second or third episode, um, I was talking about one of our friends who's moved to Colorado, and I was like, yeah, he's basically a hipster. Haven't talked to the guy in a couple of months. Like, We go to pick him up at the airport, and the first, things, the first words out of his mouth are, dude, you called me a hipster in your fucking podcast. I was like, I didn't know you listened. So uh, what we decided to do, though, is we went, uh, we went camping, or hiking, I guess. Yeah, went for a hiking trip. Up yeah. around Mount Rainier. Yeah, so we uh, cruised on up Mount Rainier. And uh, actually, this time along, uh, it, it was a little bit of a surprise. We hadn't really planned on going up until maybe a few weeks before. Uh, yeah, I mean, we knew we were going to go on a hiking trip. We just didn't completely plan where, yeah, and, how. And while we were at um, REI, I, uh, was, we were there to pick up some food, right? Get the freeze-dried food and all the stuff you need for a trip. And I saw a new piece of technology that was just a moderate innovation over some awesome technology that I already had. And I was like... I got to get me that, and uh, walked home with it. And of course, I'm talking about the uh, the new um, camel pack or camelback folks are now making a uh, um, a what's that called? The bottle <laughs> that has yes. a lid that you screw on the top, and the lid has a UV light embedded in it. And you shake it around for about 60 seconds, and your water is completely pure. So it's a uh, 100% UV light sterilizer. Yeah, so this is we we taken about a two year hiatus from our normal hiking trip uh, trips. I think it had been. I think the last one we went on was about at least two years ago. It might have been three. I, I've lost track a little bit. I think it was two years ago, or or we had two years of that we skipped. So it's really been three years since our last trip. Um, and I think we'd been using I think mostly just my water filter for the last yeah, couple of years. Joel had that uh, the filter that he brought along. Uh, um, the Cadidin or something uh, filter that that I think he had that for the last hiking trip we did. But yeah, and I've gone on a couple of hiking trips without you guys, and yeah. I've taken my SteriPen along, and it's yeah. it's uh, the same kind of concept. But you know, with a SteriPen, you actually have this pen-like thing, and you got to swish it around in your water. Right, but I hadn't even seen the SteriPen yet. I mean, I was still stuck back in from ten years ago with uh, you know water filtration, uh, which. Um, Ten years ago, I thought water filtration was awesome because it doesn't make your stuff. Like I, I'd been used to using like that the iodine pills, which you know you just puts the iodine pill in your. Oh water. my god, I did that uh, a couple of times, and I was like, I'm never doing this. They again. don't taste great, does it? Uh, but the iodine kills everything. So you know the technology for the last ten years has basically been, uh, you know, you filter it through a, a ceramic filter. But you know, like when uh, I think with the, the, that first day of the hike, I got mm-hmm. uh, up to the water supply before you guys. Yep. I sat there for ten minutes pumping, like, and yep. I had those two huge forty-eight ounce uh, uh-huh. bottles, and it probably took me ten minutes to fill those belts up. Yeah, and, and uh, pump uh, them I, up. I showed up with uh, my uh, Camelback All Clear. That's what it's called. I just double checked, um, which again, I just took it, scooped the water in, put the lid on, pressed and held for a couple seconds, and it went into its UV cleaning cycle and shook, you know, upside down, backside, right side up for 60 seconds, liter yeah. of clean water, dump in my water bottle, do the, or, you know, dump in my uh, uh, Boda bag or whatever it's called, and then 
do the same thing. Three yep. minutes later, I'm done, and you're still pumping. Yeah, I think the efficiency time on that was, I mean, it was just, it was huge. I mean, it, it's literally for my two bottles would have been 15 minutes. For yours, that same thing you could have done in two minutes. Yeah. A which, little bit more time to fill up the bottle and stuff, <laughs> but l- like three minutes end to end probably yeah. doing the same amount. So, so it's yeah, a, uh, if, if you're 90% into hiking, time saving. Yeah, if you're into hiking and you're into technology, go pick one of them up. It's like a hundred bucks, best hundred dollars you're gonna spend ever. It's a uh, U uh, um, USB rechargeable, so charge it up before you go. You're set. Sixty seconds for a whole liter of water, and you use a USB charger. Yeah, that's kind of cool. So you can so just use it with all of your other with devices. everything else that I have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which uh, which uh, is it? Micro or mini? Or uh, it is. It's not the one that's the phones, but it's the other small form factor. I don't remember which okay, one that, that is. That would be mini. It's the it's the boxier mini one. Yep, yeah, that's the older style that they've yeah. kind of moved off of that everything but the iPhone uses. Uh, yeah, and actually, uh, speaking of iPhone, I don't think we've had a talk since the iPhones came out. No, since the uh, iPhone 5. Uh, yeah, uh, for those of you that have been living under a rock or maybe hiking, the uh, iPhone 5 came out, and it's bigger than the iPhone 4. It's got a 4-inch screen on it. And uh, the maps, while very visually appealing, they did a lot of really nice uh, UI actions on the maps. Uh, dropped the ball a little bit on the data side of the house, which is... A little bit. Uh, you know, the whole internet's raving about it. But I do want to talk a bit about the uh, actual UI. There's some of the neat things they did on that that I thought were really cool. Okay. Um, so now when you're navigating, you got... Uh, when you have your route, right? Set it up just like you did before. Yeah. You're now driving. You've got kind of a three-quarters view. And it's showing you the roads that are coming up. And on the road that you need to turn on, there's a little, like, each road has its own little road sign on it, right? Yeah. On the roads that you need to turn on, it's a blue road sign so that you know, hey, that's my path. I mean, you see the little line on the path go that way, but it's also a nice visual indicator as you're glancing at road names. Because I I don't know about you, but when I'm looking at the map as I'm driving, um, I can look at a couple of things. I can either look at the names of the roads, or I can look at the kind of relative distance I am and figure out where I need to turn left or right. Yeah. Um, this kind of takes care of that because I'm now getting all of the context or contextual information that I need to make the decision at the same time. Yeah. It, it almost sounds like to me, and I, clearly I haven't used it much, but after the complaining on the internet, you know, the data problems and everything, but yep. it sounds like they've got some good, you know, typical for Apple style with it yeah. and uh, a good uh, V1 product. Yeah, and they took and made the uh, interface look a lot more like you'd see on TomTom or any of your navigation systems where there's a big box up at the top that tells you, Turn right in half a mile or whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, the other thing is, I, you know, I, I don't know that, uh, you know, people on the Internet, you know, bloggers, reviewers, and everything go, oh, you guys really messed up running your own map service, blah, blah, blah. Running your own map service is a big deal. Yeah, like, I seriously, mean, running a, uh, any online service is a non-trivial task. Yeah. And if you can come out with a V1 that is... Um, Engaging as far as yeah. the UI goes, you're usually doing better. We, I mean, just I'm just specifically for map stuff, right? Because you yeah. look at what um, Google or Bing are doing on the amount of data they're ingesting well, in. Just take a step back. Even look at the mapping. Both of our cars have GPS in them. Yeah, those are appalling, uh, and, and yeah. those cost yeah. like you know a two thousand oh. dollar upgrade on the car to get the crap. I actually, maps uh, off I actually declined to have GPS in my cars. <laughs> Oh, I thought you had one that had it in. No, no. no? Okay, I, uh, I'm, I I'm the only out fool. On both of those. Yeah. Yeah. Still. <laughs> yeah, and then it becomes out of date quickly, right? I mean, yeah. uh, as soon as they start, you know, moving roads around within a few years, yep. it's out of date. It needs an update or something. Yeah, and, and those are all the same problems that uh, Apple or Bing or Google run into, but uh, with the online services, they're a little more aggressive about right, it. Right, and they uh, can they can update them since it's an online service. You can update it weekly. Yeah, and so. 
uh, along with that, the other <laughs> neat thing they did was, uh, I, I don't know how many of you out there do this, but uh, I have my corporate email on my device. And as a you know, course of action, I need to have it locked. Yeah. So I have a lock pin. And from time to time, while I'm driving, I'll like be, okay, I got 20 minutes till my next turn, put the phone down, da-da-da, going down the road. My phone locks. Then on the old iPhone, I used to have, on my iPhone 4S, I'd have to go, okay, unlock, press in my password, which is top secret. I'm not going to tell any of you. But right, it right, might right. be a single digit four times. I'm not going to say which one, though. Uh, and then I'd have to go back into the mapping application and then pull it up and then see where I'm at. Uh, the, the new map software actually um, uses your uh, home screen. So when you click the button, you don't have to unlock it. It shows you, you know, your next turn in the top part of the screen. It shows a map in the background where you're at and flying through. So uh, super handy feature there. Yeah. So have you actually played with an iPhone 5 yet or just the iOS 6? Uh, I've just been playing with iOS 6 so yeah. far. I haven't actually been hands-on with one of the devices, but uh, I, I don't suspect I will be fine neat I, I don't I don't see me buying an iPhone 5 yeah I'm curious how the uh, with their with their elongated screen mm -hmm. I know they're doing the black bars on some of the apps um, I'm curious how that uh, yeah uh, so works in practice how, how people are feeling I haven't seen much feedback on that that is one of the things that I thought was kind of odd is Apple usually goes for a really premium interface and look and uh, kind of uh, experience and excuse me to go to a spot where you have letterbox on your apps is kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, and you look at just even like the amount of time it's taken. I mean, letterbox has been sort of a thing with televisions, televisions for a while. I mean, initially we had like, uh, you know, four by three TVs showing letterbox mode where it was, right. you know, bars on the top and bottom. You kind of got and used you to that. And you need to have like, your opera glasses in order to see what's going on. Yeah, on the screen. now we've got, you know, nine by 16 TVs, but you're, we're still getting. The huge, the substantial amount of broadcasters still yeah. broadcasting four by three, and so there's this. But then they put the HD been like stuff years. up there, and um, yeah, so. the I mean, we, I, I'm assuming everybody knows the reason that they went with that. It's because Apple doesn't have vector scaling inside of their applications. It's all like pixel by pixel orientation. So they had to try and find a way to make all of the apps that already exist, because that's you know where they're making their money. The reason right. people sign on is because the apps work. They had to find a way to keep all of the app developers from having to rev their apps. It seems For like, though, yeah, yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, um, anyways, hmm. uh, yeah, so one of the things I was reading about on the iPhone 5 is that they uh, uh, willfully tried to keep the uh, left to right distance on the phone for the iPhone 5, the same that it was on the iPhone 4. What do you mean the left-to-right distance? So if you take your phone, which I don't have mine on me right now, yeah. and you put it, hold it in your hand like this, okay. and for those like of you that this. are playing at home, it's like if you're just looking at your phone, you got your, you know, thumb on the top, your fingers wrapped around. Right, uh, right, the right. folks at Apple have figured out that the distance or the width for the iPhone 4, 3S, right. 3G, all of those, or the 3G, all of the iPhones have been kind of uniform in that left to right distance. Yeah. And the, the reason that they've been saying on the internet they do this is because that's kind of the optimal space for most people's hands to wrap around it. Okay. Now, um, I don't know about you, because you've got big Mongo hands and I've got little itty bitty tiny girl hands. Yeah. We're, um, we're kind of either ends of the spectrum there. Yeah. When I'm using my wife's uh, Lumia, right, yeah. it's a little too big for my hand to try and operate one handed. Yeah. Which is really difficult while I'm trying to text and drive. <laughs> yes. Granted, the Lumia does have text to speech, so I can uh, just shout at it and it'll take care of that for me. Yeah. But uh, I, honestly, I, I'm going to say I, I've even noticed similar um, on. Larger size phones, it, it is more difficult for me to, uh, even with my Mongo hands, to reach all the way across and do things one-handed yeah. compared to 
current iPhone size, right? There's, there's, there's right. It seems like there's two classes of sizes, right? There's that, that, that yeah. particular. There's the micro tablet super phone, and then there's the, uh, yeah. um, you know, iPhone form um, factor. Yeah, I'm not sure which I prefer. There's definitely some cases where when I've used the larger devices, mm-hmm. when I'm actually using it, and I'm not driving. Um, <laughs> I do like the bigger screen, right? If I'm yeah. if I'm going to be sitting on an airplane watching a movie, I would rather have the slightly larger screen. Yeah, right? yeah, totally agree. Um, that's, that's why you buy a Kindle Fire HD. Well, I'm just saying it, it, <laughs> the I like the idea of having one device uh, to rule them all, right? I, uh, I I would love to have. I mean, that's why um, I don't see, have another music player, right? I, I like the idea of one device, but. Uh, at the end of the day, there's a number of different things that I want to do, and I don't really care that I have a single device for it. I really want the experience to be uniform across the board. Yeah. I mean, that's why I talk so much about the cool shit that Amazon's doing with their um, Amazon video um, and their music purchasing. It's because I can access that from my Windows phone, from my iPhone, from my Android, from my Roku. Anywhere I sit down, I have access to that content. Yep. No, no, completely agree. I, I, and... and uh there's a part of me though that wants to limit the number of devices I'm carrying, right? So I've got yep. I've got my TV for my my home viewing experience. I've got my laptop or PC for doing you know laptopy and PC type stuff. Yep. Um, do I want a tablet or do I want a tablet and a phone? If I could get like a phone that fills the void of like having the tablet, um, so it, it may not do the tablet things as well as the tablet does. Yeah. But, um, like, say I'm traveling, though, it would be nice to just bring one device. It would, but, like, your, your phone's a given, right? You're taking that with you no matter exactly. what. Exactly. So now I don't have to take anything else because my phone can yeah. be my entertainment device. And I, I don't and know about your phone, but my phone, I can do almost everything on it that I need as long as I'm a consumer. Yeah, if I'm a producer, it ceases to be functional. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because, I mean, if I, if I just want to watch a video or listen to a podcast... Hey, you guys should all check out check out the tech garage. Um, I, I can do that from my phone and yeah. basically any phone, right? And then it's a, just a matter of what am I trying to do with it? If I'm trying to uh, type, mm, I'm not going to do it on my phone. No, and I'm, you're never going to do that. You're going to pull out your laptop and you're going to do that anyway. You're, you're not going to type up even I'll, if you've got an iPad. Are you going to type a twenty-page document? I wouldn't. Yeah. But do you know what you might do? You um, might do that 20-page document on the new Microsoft um, Surface tablets. Uh, I can't wait till I get to try to do that. Because yeah. I, so you know what? I, so here's why I'm so excited about the Surface. Because I, I'd, I'd actually, as I was thinking about things, I'd kind of forgotten about that. Um, I want to be on an airplane with a Surface. Me too. And, and be, I, <laughs> okay. So and here's the reason why. So um, I, I, I'm larger than average. What? Yeah, and I've tried to uh, I've tried to watch movies on the because you want to right? You're like, yeah. hey, I'm on the goddamn airplane. I'm gonna be uncomfortable. I'd like to open up my laptop and sit it on the the little table stand in front of me <laughs> and watch a movie. But where are you gonna put your knees and thighs and arms? It, it, it literally <laughs> does not work. Um, the distance between me and the chair in front of me is not large enough for my gigantic 17-inch laptop. Yeah, you do have a Mongo laptop. I What I end up having to do is folding it up and setting the keyboard on my chest and then putting the <laughs> screen basically on the, the table area. The back edge of your laptop yeah. is and balanced. And then when the asshole in front of you leans his uh, his chair back to mm-hmm. take a nap and... and you now are getting garroted yeah. by your own. Yeah, laptop. yeah, it just doesn't work. I, I think the smaller size of the, um, like 
that well, form factor looks, and now, now I want to see yeah. it in practice, right? But it feels like that keyboard is short. It looks short, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it should be small enough to be able to do all of that. I could type while I'm on the airplane. Yep. I could do all kinds of things. Um, I could have like a laptop experience with a much smaller form factor. But yep. in the in the I, case that I don't feel like I'm getting like uh, I don't know, like on a like an, a, a, a netbook. Yeah, I'm actually holding out hope for the uh, the higher end model. I don't remember if that's I don't remember the model names for the Surface, but the one that is, uh, you know, yeah, can the, run actual Windows. The non RT. Yeah, the non RT. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I I really want to give that guy a go because if it uh, if it if it pans out like I hope it will, um, I may get rid of my laptop. I may get rid of my desktop and just go to town because most every like I don't do anything that is. Uh, and this is for my work, right? Yeah. For work, I might get rid of those things. Really? Yeah. Even like your like monitors and everything, and just just work off that. It depends on if I can have uh, external monitors on it, because yeah. I do need two. I do need. I don't need two monitors, but I need at least twenty five sixty. Yeah, I'm guessing you won't. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, no, I'm guessing. I'm guessing it won't be able to support that. Not that you wouldn't be able to um, do it if yeah. you could. But it it still will probably offer a consistent enough experience that I can grab that and head to a meeting with it and not have to worry about anything. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I definitely agree, and uh, I, I I may prefer that over my gigantic yeah behemoth of a laptop I carry around now. And while we're talking about this, can uh, can can we all agree that if you're bringing your laptop to a meeting and you're not running the meeting, there's a good chance you're an asshole. Uh, there is a good chance, and <laughs> you're probably not paying attention to what's going on in the meeting. Yeah, I. I there, there is the converse that I actually saw this week that shocked the shit out of me. Which was? A guy who called a meeting where he needed to show an Excel graph, or like an Excel document. He didn't bring a laptop. He was like, hey, uh, do, do, you guys, do you guys have a laptop? It's like, no. Why would, Why would I bring a laptop to your meeting? I'm paying attention to you. Yeah. And he's like, well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need a laptop to, to, do, to show this data. Um, may, maybe one of the people that's running ten minutes late will have one. I'm like, what? we should really talk about meeting etiquette because a, you're an asshole, and b, you're a fucking <laughs> asshole. Uh, show up to the meetings on time. A, be prepared. B, and don't be a fucking idiot. C. So who do you think is a bigger asshole, that guy or the guy on the airplane who puts the seat back immediately as soon as the flight takes off? Uh, I would argue um, the guy that doesn't bring the laptop to a meeting is a bigger asshole, and let me tell you why. Okay. I go on airplanes very, very infrequently. Yeah. And, yeah, it's annoying, right? Yeah. I go to a lot of goddamn meetings. <laughs> it's like the it's the I, thousand I, tiny I cuts as opposed yeah, to the, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, one, the big, one big gash. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, so, uh, le- you found a couple of websites. Yeah, I found a couple of websites this week. Uh, one of them, it's sort of in the line of safety. Uh, for those of you that have seen us, you won't be, believe this. And for those of you that don't know us, you probably just don't know. Uh, Matt and I occasionally go out on our uh, bicycles and cruise around. For, for bike rides. For bike rides, right? For like health and wellness and shit. We also uh, used to skateboard. Haven't done that much lately. No, um, not in the last year or two. Yeah. And, you know, we do do outdoor stuff. It's, it, it is weird. You, you wouldn't can't think. tell by looking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but we do. Um, and one of the things I came across this week was a uh, website called icedot.org. How does that go? <laughs> I-C-E-D-O-T period org. <laughs> I see. Okay, cool. Um, and, and so icedot.com. Yes. Ex- it's .org, dude. 
Way to go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> .org. So uh, what, what this company is coming out with here um, is they now are making an RFID sticker that... Uh, I don't think it was RFID, RFID in it. My bad. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's basically... A, you, you, a, when you were describing it to me before, you said RFID also. You yeah, really hung up on it being RFID. I, I was talking RFID earlier today, and for some reason it's just stuck in my head. Yeah. Um, but it, it's a sticker that you can put on your helmet. And when you are in sticker a crash... Might be, sticker might be a little bit... Uh, depends on which, which article you look at. It's, I don't think the product's been released yet. No, 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 it hasn't. It's, it's in prototype mode. Yeah. But I would call so, it more of like a puck. The the images on the website right now look like a puck. The images on the uh, the release article that I found make them look like actual little stickers. Oh, so okay. it could go either way. Well, they did they did mention. Well, go ahead and finish describing. And, and so what the what basically what happens is you uh, go to a website, you sign up, and you say, "Hey, this is me. I'm going to register this puck or these stickers to my account." And uh, in the event of a accident, if this uh, if this sensor recognizes that I've taken a tumble. Go ahead and notify my uh, next of kin, <laughs> or my emergency contact. Right, uh, th and the the theory here being is if we're pedaling down the road and we both get creamed by a bus, right? Um, somebody will know that I got creamed by a bus. Now, in the event that you just fall off your bike and uh, you know you, you hit your head, maybe or bump into a tree or something, you have the option to like pull out your phone and go Doo -doo -doo -doo, cancel so that you know your uh, emergency contact doesn't lose their shit. Yeah. But uh, so you've you've done a lot more bike riding than I have, and you've yeah. like cruised around on your own. What do you think of this? Uh, I haven't crashed yet. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I haven't crashed. Uh, I I only fell off once really, and that was just because me being stupid. It was like uh, I tried to stop and turn around right. without taking my feet out of the pedals and just kind of rolled <laughs> over really more than anything. Um, I do have friends who've crashed though, um, and broken bones in crashes, yeah. like Timmy. Uh, oh, did Timmy crash yeah. his bike and break he, bones uh, was and stuff? Coming down the hills there in Seattle, hit a uh, train track or something, oh. skidded out and <laughs> squished a whole bunch of bones on the way. Yeah, down. Um, I've got another friend who's uh, who who was riding out around Fall City, I believe, and kind of uh, had a car cut him off. He hit yep. the car, broke his collarbone. Yeah. Um, I had another friend. There's a video on the web of him uh, <laughs> actually in uh, in a bike race in uh, I think downtown Redmond. They were right. actually doing uh, like a uh, like a pack race mm -hmm. like thing where they and they went around several yep. blocks. Uh, the guy in front of him, so so you wouldn't want it for this case. Yeah. But uh, a guy in front of him crashed and he's got actually this video of him hitting that guy and going over hit her heels and I think he broke his collarbone. Jeez. For some reason, when you crash on your bike, you break your collarbone. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is there. I, but did, did I tell you I crashed on a bike uh, last weekend? No. Yeah. Your motorbike? No, no, a bicycle, bicycle? bike. Yeah. Really? So oh, that was on your. You did tell me. Yeah. Uh, where you had to dodge your wife? Yeah, we uh, went out with some friends to Marymore. That's a park here in Seattle or in uh, Redmond, and we found out they had free bikes just for availing. Go pick them up and cruise around the park. So we did that. And you know, my wife and I are driving along, and she saw a little park on the left that she wanted to go to. Yeah. She claims she said, "I'm stopping," and then immediately slammed on her brakes. And I was like, "Okay, no big deal. I'll just go around her." Uh, but after slamming on her brakes, she then turns left full on into me, <laughs> knocks me off. I'm rolling around on the ground. Maybe not that bad. I caught myself standing, but still. <laughs> yeah, but but I get yeah, it. it was like I'm wearing flip flops at the time too because they're like big beach ridey bikes. But uh, I, I guess my assumption would be if you're a, a common commuter, yeah. this would actually be a really handy uh, um, uh, product for you. And if you have a wife that actually uh, is, 
as we all know, some wives get really worried that you're going to die. Yeah, mine does occasionally. Yeah. Mine figures all the if time. I come home, then I'm probably alive, and if I'm not, she's in the money. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, if you're if you're a regular commuter and have a cranky or overly concerned wife, this would probably be a, or husband, I suppose. This would be a sweet deal for you because you can say, "Look, honey, this is what I'm doing. You'll know when things go wrong." Uh, pretty much, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, I've, I probably won't buy one of these, but uh, <laughs> the uh, so the part you were talking about the sticker, I wonder they 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 do have an announcement on here that they uh, recently decided on their prototypes to go move to um, low energy Bluetooth. Yeah. So I wonder if by switching to that form factor, they're it able to get, the, uh, get, get a little thinner or something. By the way, low energy Bluetooth, the acronym is BLE, which is seems it, like European. Bluetooth low energy. It, it's I don't European. Know, it's like backwards. Yeah. Yeah. No, this this does enter in an area that I'm really interested in, though, because it does start to really kind of bridge the gap between human and computer interaction in useful and uh, very small ways. Right? Yeah. Yeah. A, a lot of the stuff you see is a big futuristic, how is this world going to work? And, well, Figuring out how the whole world is going to work is hard, but taking the little incremental baby steps to get there is super easy. Yep. So uh, a few weeks ago after PAX, I was talking about uh, a new project called Code Hero. I remember. Yeah. And two of these websites that you kind of pulled up here uh, today, both of those kind of um, remind me of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's kind of cool. The, the, the idea of like using games and stuff and, and things that you like to do to learn uh, it's kind of cool. So what was the first one you wanted to talk about? So let's talk about the codeplayer.com first. Okay. Which is very similar to Code Hero, yeah. name, naming-wise. Exactly. They both have code in the name. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And a dot .com. Uh, yeah, See? sorry. Yeah. <laughs> had, had to double-check my show notes. Yeah. Yes, a dot .com. Uh, so the codeplayer.com. Well, what did, why don't you tell us about it, Matt? You, you, you watched some of the videos today. Yeah, so so actually it was kind of cool. So I went to the, when you go to the first page for Code Hero, or no, Jesus, uh, codeplayer.com, thecodeplayer.com. I like the the in front of it. Like, yeah, it makes you like really the feel the Batman or... Yeah. The internet. Yeah, the Matrix. Yeah. Thecodeplayer.com. Much more gravitas. Yeah. Um, their 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 landing page kind of reminds me of Pinterest. It's Pinteresty, like the style. I, I've heard of Pinterest, never actually. Yeah, been there. it's it's similar layout with just a bunch of boxes with little description and it scrolls sort of vertically. like the uh, Windows Phone eight or seven UIs, but sort of a little more festive. Yeah, 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 a little bit, and it's kind of got that randomness to the layout. Right. Um. So anyway, you click on one of the uh, you click on one of the things, and it's basically just a video player. But it shows you two things. On one side, and granted, I've only looked at one of these so far. Uh, one side is a guy writing script, and the other side is basically showing what that script or code, um, how it behaves. Yep. So uh, the one here that was actually that I was watching, and this was kind of interesting because I and I, I clicked it at random. I was like, oh, let's click on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, sprite animation, um, and, and showing how to basically step through and do some sprite w- animation. Was there no Seven Up animation available? Uh, no, it's, 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 you get it as Sprite or Dr. Pepper. Oh, okay. Uh, but I'd actually gone through some exercises learning how to do, um, Sprite animation in XNA a few months ago. Yep. And, uh, so it was kind of funny, like, seeing, oh, hey, like, I've got it fresh in my memory, and then seeing, oh, here's how you do the exact same thing in JavaScript, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't know JavaScript at all, but you can see the relations between, like, oh, yeah. I, I totally see what they're doing, they're pulling in the image, and they're saying image height and width, and mm-hmm. repeat, and do stuff, um, 
but then it, it was kind of interesting watching it. It was like, uh, you know what it reminded me of when you, have you ever seen like somebody, like a video of somebody making a drawing and then they kind of yep. speed it up and you got to see like the, the drawing kind of show mm -hmm. off out of nowhere. It reminded me of that, but with code. Did you notice at the bottom of the screen how there was multiple speeds you could be playing at? I did not notice you that. You could play it uh, like 5, 10, 15, and 20 times. So okay, you could yeah. watch it as fast as you it wanted. It seemed like it was running at about five times speed. Either that or the guy's a wicked fast typer. <laughs> um, and it seemed like whoever whoever put this together, clearly they've already coded this before. Oh, They're yeah. not just making it up on the fly. Because it was it was very well organized, but it was kind of it was kind of fun to watch because they'd come through and they'd go they'd start typing in um, set this oh wait I need to create a variable and they'd go back up to the top and you know yep. add in the variables up at the top and then they go back down and you know write the code it, and then they write some comments above it it was it was organic to watch it which yeah. kind of made it entertaining but you could also kind of get like the the thought flow that they went through as they were um, creating the the code. You actually just struck on something that uh, kind of made well, that I thought made this site a little on the interesting side. Um, there's any number of times that I've gone out and watched uh, either any MSDN videos or things of that nature, where there's a guy talking and he's showing you code, or even on uh, and those in my mind have tended to be a little on the dry side. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, if you look at Rails casts, it's a uh, um, video, usually uh, eight to ten minutes, little constraint thing, and it shows you how to do or use a new module or how to do something in Rails. And there's a guy talking. Ruby on Rails? Yeah. yeah. And there's a guy talking, and he's writing code as he's going through, and so you can get a kind of feel for what he's thinking, how it's going. You get to see how editors, how he was using TextMate, so you can see how TextMate works and all yeah. it's doing. Um, and it's kind of fun. This one has that very same feel, but done without any words. Yeah, it was, uh, it was it is kind of interesting that there's no, like, no narration, overlay, nothing. But like, as they're adding in that, like, it's all well commented code, Correct. so you can see what they're doing. And since it's kind of sped up a little yep. bit, you're not waiting. To, what's he going to type here? What's, what's this mean? It's yep. just kind of like the words blip up on there, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah that's what that's what and, he's doing. And I thought that was actually kind of cool because not only does it reinforce that hey, commenting your code is good, yeah, but it also kind of just subtly makes you go, oh yeah, this is what it's for. Because if I, if he didn't write that, I'd had to spend like extra five minutes. It's one of those like demonstrating a good behavior instead of saying you should comment your code. It's like oh fuck, that's why I should do it. Or right, because then you don't have to like like when you're looking at somebody's code and you're like reverse engineering and going what the fuck is what's this like and then they've got like shitty variable names and you're like yeah, what the like fuck is a this and then you're like yeah it's, it calls from some odd place and so you're like uh, control F trying to find it somewhere else where they actually created it so you can figure out what it's doing and it, so back in the olden days and I'm talking old and old and olden days it was when uh, PowerShell 1.0 had just come out I was writing a script and there was a bug in PowerShell and you know I was work trying to work around it so I had to do this really ungodly awfully disgusting long uh, so when I'm writing code I don't like to consolidate where I don't have to but like the amount of looping that I was doing the amount of uh, sorting and selecting and all this other crap it was just abysmally bad, so I condensed it down into a single line. Yeah. And then put a comment above that said, next guy that comes along, I'm sorry. <laughs> Here's the <laughs> meta code for what this is doing. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, it, it was really, like, like 60 characters of crap, and I was like, oh. So then it just word-wrapped into three lines. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was That's long and ugly. But uh, I did add, you know, pseudocode before it in the comments, so you had a good feel for what was happening. And right. A link to the bug number that was we were waiting to be resolved. So, um. But yeah, the uh, the code player is actually really cool. I, I like uh, I like the feel of it. I like what they were doing. I, I do wish there was something more than JavaScript and CSS. Um, 
hopefully some other people yeah. will start contributing and we can yeah. see um i hadn't like, looked at it is that really all that there is uh, that's what most of it was yeah. when i was glancing through i watched like three or four of them um there's i'm kind of interested because i could kind of would like to l- know a little more javascript there I is don't some have much html5 in there too oh that's kind of so, interesting too which, yeah yeah uh, and javascript is neat uh, javascript has a bunch of weirdness in it that's kind of fun to play with but uh yeah i mean it, it's a really slick site check it out um now, for those of you that may have been uh, coding for a long time, you start to recognize that there's a really, really important aspect to coding that people don't ever talk about. Um, coffee? Uh, other than caffeine. <laughs> Actually, caffeine's talked about a great deal. Yeah, oh, good uh, point, good point, good point. Of course, what I'm talking about is typing. Yes. Um, so, <laughs> b- before we get into this, um, have we talked about, I think we've talked about text editors on here before, haven't we? Uh, yeah. We did like a, a brief review of what, favorites and, and whatnot are. I believe we have in the yeah. past, yes. And which is your favorite right uh, now? Right now, it depends on um, which uh, what I'm using. If I'm using my Macs, I'm using TextMate. Okay. And if I'm using my PCs, I've lately been using Sublime Text. Yeah. So I remember several years ago, I don't know, I, I was dumb still. You're I still just using am, Notepad. really. Yeah, yeah, I was mostly <laughs> just using Notepad. I was watching a presentation and somebody and they pulled up Notepad 2. And I'm like, oh <gasps> my God, wait a minute. <laughs> what is this? Yeah. Um, and I'd used more. What's weird is like 10 years before that, I'd used some, and I can still not remember which, which uh, text editor it was, but I'd used another um, text editor right. uh, that was more advanced that would allow you to do carriage and row mm-hmm. uh, or column edits and stuff. Yep. And um, but yeah, then I saw Notepad 2. I'm like, wait a minute, this is genius. So I used Notepad 2 for a long time uh, till I think like the Windows 7 release. Okay. It, it didn't work for some reason. Like when I upgraded basically from XP to 7, um, right. it, it stopped working. Um, so then that's where I'm, when I discovered Notepad++. So I've mostly been using Notepad++ recently, okay. but um, I think... Think and mostly because of partly because of what we're just looking at here, or what we're going to talk about here in a moment. I'm probably going to switch to Sublime. So, I I do want to call out one other thing. Um, for so when it comes to the text editors, my like I said, my go-to text editor in the Mac is TextMate. Um, Windows PC is Sublime Text. Uh, that being said, for specific use stuff, if I'm doing C Sharp, totally using Visual Studio. Uh, Visual Studio is totally badass. For <laughs> yes. And for years and years and years and years, I've had a um, long-held uh, dissatisfaction with PowerShell's integrated scripting environment. Yeah. For PowerShell 3, it's pretty badass. Oh, really? I haven't checked it out yet. Yeah. I, I was playing with it the other day, and I really like what they did with it. It uh, it works. It's got IntelliSense built in. Yeah. It's got, uh, it does color coding and everything, and it just feels much cleaner. I wish they would build it into just Visual, Visual Studios because that's what, like, I'm using for TFS all day long anyway. So, I, I uh, here's the thing. I agree with your approach, and I agree with their approach. Yeah. Their approach is like, look, people are going to need to edit this on box. Y- so, let's let's enable them to do that because Visual Studio is not installed everywhere. Yeah, and I don't want it installed yeah. anywhere. Uh, in production environments, I don't want it installed at right. all. But uh, I do think I do wish there was a Visual Studio plugin so that when I want to crack open a PowerShell script, I can just open it up right next to the C Sharp I'm looking at. And exactly. Be done with it. Yeah. Um, so. All right. On with on with it. On with the. uh, Let's talk about this though, actually, because I I recently made the transition back to Windows. Yeah. After two years in an all Linux and Mac environment, and uh, I've gotten very used to all of the shortcuts that I use on um, TextMate or Vi or any of those kinds of things. Yep. 
And now I'm back on Windows, and I'm trying to use all of the shortcuts that I have muscle memory on for the last couple of years. Yeah. This does not work because weird shit happens. Yeah. Right? You, you know what's weird is you're much better at this than I am. I, um, you know what shortcuts I use? Uh, Control-C, Control-V, Control-X, Control-A. Control-Z. Control-Z, yeah. I think you might have started with that one. But yeah, that's about it. Right. Um, uh, cut, yeah. copy, paste. I, I um, also use control arrows and control shift arrows, but that's about it. Yeah. To skip words. Right. Uh, control left, control right. Either skip words or skip and highlight words. But Yeah, if you're yeah, holding the shift down. Yeah. Um, so retraining is a bitch, right? And that's that's the problem I've been having lately is uh, trying to get my head wrapped around sublime texts, uh, shortcut keys. And I found it's actually even more than that. Um, there's some fundamental differences between shortcut keys in uh, Windows and the Mac, right? Yeah, because like in Windows, you've got a Windows key, and on the Mac, you've got that... Uh, Apple key. Um, the don't they have that Clover key, yeah, too? Yeah, it, it's a Clover key. It, I, I, it used to be the Apple what key, What the fuck I think. is the Clover? It's a command. It's no, no. S- that's but what, what the called. fuck is the for... Lo- the, like, I have no idea. Like, where did that come from? Because that's know. been there forever. I have no idea. All right, just checking. So here's the thing. When you're using Windows... Yeah. The Windows key is bound to global hotkeys. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no matter what application I'm in, that has a specific function. Right. Windows key S will always give me a screenshot as long as I've got OneNote installed. Exactly. <laughs> and, and like... Uh, Actually, Windows that would key, be my other shortcut that yeah. I use. Windows key R always brings up the run. Windows key E always opens Explorer. So global hotkey, awesome, right? The Mac, the command button, is not a global hotkey. By the way, uh, I didn't know that Windows E brought up the Explorer. Seriously, dude? Yeah, and in Windows 8, it's it's much more needed because uh, it doesn't, <laughs> like, I haven't it, figured out a good not, way to bring... It doesn't work the way you expect. Uh, I can't just bring up, like, um, from, there's no run anymore. Yeah, the, Windows key R works for run, too, still. Oh, it does. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I hadn't actually tried it because it didn't exist. Yeah, yeah, just, you just like, keep doing the no stuff you've been doing. It works. Oh, damn it. Uh, <laughs> so we should probably have a next podcast. We should probably talk about keyboard shortcuts because there's a bunch of them that I've been using since I switched back to Windows that I don't know that everybody knows about. Yeah. Because when I tell people about them, they look at me like I'm effing crazy. Like me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but but the difference between the, having a global command key or the global Windows key and the command key that can be modified inside of applications um, used to frustrate me. After using the Mac for a couple of years, I've gotten used to it now, and I've actually recognized there's some value in it. You know, I, I've never, uh, I think until you just described it, I never actually thought about it, right? Yeah. I just kind of went like, oh, yeah, this is a shortcut, blah, blah, blah. I didn't think about, like, what, like, the schema that the shortcut keys were set up as, Yep. right? It makes sense to me, actually, to say Windows key is global Windows, control is application-specific. Yep. Now, let me ask you a question. So, let's say that copy and paste. Yeah. What's the shortcut keys for those in Windows? Control-C, Control-V. Right. Do you know what they are in the Mac? Uh Clover key C? <laughs> exactly. Clover okay. key C. Now, okay, a little difference. It's the, the Clover key doesn't exactly, or it's called the command key. Okay. The command key does not map exactly to the Windows key, right? Right. Now, here's why. If you're in a, uh, let's say you're in DOS. Okay. What does control C do for you? Uh, nothing. Wrong. Oh, no, no, it's a break, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Now, on the Mac... Command C still copies and pastes, or copies, and Control V or Command V still pastes. Uh, still, and then and Control C still sends a break. I see, I see. So you have like 
And, and that subtle difference of a global hotkey that is always doing something versus a uh, um, application-aware hotkey that you can still bind global hotkeys to, but... Yeah, you know, I never thought about it. It's kind of weird, though, actually, that they didn't, that Windows didn't use Windows C, like... Yeah. Because it really is copy as a global... Like, it is per application. Yep. But, like, it, it functions the same in every yeah. application, so... But you can still install applications that can register global hotkeys. Like, uh, we, we have some tools to integrate with TFS, and if I go Windows C, that'll go ahead and create me a new um, task so in TFS so that I can assign work to people. Um, but yeah, and, and so I understand the distinction that the Apple folks decided to make, but I also am a little frustrated from time to time because that does mean I actually have the opportunity for conflicting hotkeys. Yeah. Because I could register a global hotkey that another application has already registered and yeah. I'm overriding it when I do that. Do you know what the Windows C key does in Windows 8? Uh, in Windows 8? It off brings the top up of the clock. Really? How, l hold on. Let me see. Hold on. Okay, everybody uh, just top, stop for a second. Well, that is pretty slick. Uh, I like that. We're going to have to change. It seems a little useless. I mean, like, not... Well, I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm like, hey, what time is it? Windows C. Oh, there it is. I got a clock right down in the lower right-hand corner. Yeah, it's but just I'm not, not I'm, as big. I'm not going to move my eyes all the way over there. <laughs> it's a long way away. So all of this was a really large oh. and... Uh, uh, by the way, I also use Windows D a lot. Yeah, after the desktop? Yeah. Particularly in Windows 8, because I don't like the uh, Metro... Like it's not metro start here. pane, or whatever the Windows eight start screen. That's better. Yeah. Um, I, I, so uh, as soon as it starts, I just instantly hit Windows D and go back to the desktop. I yeah. assume on the tablet or whatever, I might like it more. Well, yeah, but, it's a uh, it's a tablet design interface. Yeah. But all of this was a really long intro to talk all about typing and how the muscle memory you get on different applications is yeah. really super important. Yeah. Which is why. Hang on. So before we get to what we're gonna get to, um, the there was a uh, there was a game. Did you ever play Typing of the Dead? I did not play Typing of the Dead. Do you know about this Typing of like the Dead? This sounds like an awesome game. Okay. Do I get to kill zombies by typing shit correctly? Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what you get to do. So uh, there was Sega came out with an arcade game, House of the Dead, which was the uh, the game that you'd stand in the arcade with a yeah, gun yeah. and you'd shoot the zombies. Yep. So they came out with a PC version, exact same game, um, exact same monsters. Everything was exactly the same. Instead of shooting them, you had to type the word that was on their chest. Nice. Yeah, and so yeah, it was it was basically a typing, like learn to type game. Um, <laughs> for those of you who can't <laughs> see what's going on right now, Zach's trying to swat a fly, um, and <laughs> tried to jump. Also, let's just, yeah, so I'll just say tried to jump. <laughs> if you hear some weird sounds, that's me um, attacking a fly. Yeah. Uh, so, so typing of the dead sounds awesome. Yes, <laughs> way better than Mavis Beacon. You can probably find a uh, copy of it for free on the internet now. I haven't searched, but okay. um, I, I, I can't imagine it's not uh, like widely available. It's probably a flash version of some, or something. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So all of this brings us right to probably the coolest website or one of the coolest websites yes. I found this week. It's called shortcutfoo.com. And uh, foo is spelled F-O-O. -O. Yep. And what this website does is it lets you run through drills for um, all of the common text editors, for doing different things like uh, text, manage text management, you know, moving stuff around, yeah. uh, for uh, file navigation, for all of the common operators. And it is it's OS-specific as well as application-specific. Like, I just was on here trying to run through some Sublime Text stuff, and I kept doing it all wrong 
because I'd forgotten I was running Sublime Text on a Mac, oh. <laughs> not on a PC. Wait, so wait, sub- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sublime ah, Text goes yeah. across both platforms, right? Right, and so but, they have to go with the same. Yeah, and, and reasoning. So yeah, you, like you you go into the web page and it pops up and says you know cut. So you're like on whatever application you're on, you, you do the either Control X or uh, Command X. And you get to just run through speed drills to practice doing whatever it is. You you uh, were playing with it for like twenty yeah. minutes before the show. <laughs> I got like slightly addicted. I'm like, I want to do this. I want to get good. I want to be able to like do stuff. And and I because because I've always known. So that's where I was saying before. You're much better at like identifying shortcuts and then using them until you learn them. Yeah. I just never bothered to learn them. Right. So, yeah. but I know it's a deficit. I know I would be faster, more efficient, and could do more work if I learned those. Yeah. I've just been too lazy. But this makes it fun and makes me actually want to go, oh, here's what I'll... Like, I look... You, you, you know what? You go yeah. in and you go, oh, here's a list of shortcuts. And then memorize. Blah, 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 blah. And then for me, five minutes later, I'm like, fuck, I don't... Rem- like, whatever. I'll just type. Yeah. Since I have an absolute hatred of moving my hand over to use my mouse, Yeah. I, I am a really big fan of knowing any and every shortcut that I can to do stuff. So I, I you know, take that extra time. But this is going to make it way easier. Like... uh. I've been frustrated a lot with Sublime Text, not for any fault of Sublime Text, but only because my fingers are trained for TextMate. <laughs> um, this is now going to like ease that transition for me because I can just go over and start playing. So uh, I'm going to share uh, with you my fav- all-time favorite shortcut key. Um, Windows P? No, uh, Control-Shift-8. Control-Shift-8. It works in any of the Office documents. Uh, Word the- specifically. Um, is that thesaurus? It turns on formatting key, uh, cues. Oh, oh, so, so it shows you that you've got a paragraph or your indentations and that kind of stuff, or you know, all of right, your, right. all of your, uh, all of that stuff, right? Which nobody other than like receptionists or, or um, typists who like you know work on the formatting, nobody else cares about those, yeah. right? I mean, if you had that stuff in your in your um, well, you, you, in your document, it would th- drive you nuts, though. There all, are all those broken people that like to see that. There, there are. And I so, don't understand that. Like, it looks ugly and distracting. Yeah. I don't know if I typed a weird double P or something. Yeah, yeah. So, so here's the thing: um, if you're using Outlook as your as your text as your email editor, right? Um, there's nowhere in Outlook that it tells you that that's the short key to turn that on and off. <laughs> so one day I'm like home alone, doing some work, blah blah yep. blah, blah, and somehow I accidentally hit that i think i was trying to hit just the asterisks but i, I right. tagged the sh- and i didn't realize that was what i the, the the combination that i'd hit to do it i probably spent like an hour trying, trying to figure to out figure how to out. turn it off because i didn't even know what they're <laughs> called right i don't even know right. how to search for like you're like magic fucking characters go away <laughs> yeah yeah i'm like these things are on here they're really annoying and like i just worked with it for a while and i'm like no no it's really annoying i gotta figure it out how to turn it off like honey I, give me a live chicken we need another sacrifice yeah. to make eventually it i was like Oh wait, wait, wait! I can find. I bet I can find the uh, find it in in Word because it's the same editor basically. In Word, inside the menus, there's an option to turn right. it off, and then it shows what the hotkey is. But yep. Um, so yeah, when somebody doesn't unlock their box, you just open an email, <laughs> Control Shift A, close that email, and then they've changed the editor to uh, always do that. Awesome. They bug the shit out of them. You are an evil, evil man. Yeah. So uh, yeah, definitely go check out um, shortcutfoo.com. It's fun. It's addictive. I actually was playing with it a lot this week. Really enjoyed using it. Um, now, we regularly talk about interesting things that people have made that I really like. Have a hard time understanding. Not all, like I understand the idea, right? Because I'm a nerd. I, I understand wanting nerdy things. Yeah. I don't understand the businesses that actually back these nerdy things, right? That's where I get confused. Uh. 
Because over the years, I've come up with a lot of really awesome, super nerdy ideas. Well, and you've, you've, I mean, uh, in your youth, didn't realize <laughs> maybe how nerdy some of these things were and just, just went all in on it. You're talking about last week, aren't you? No, I was, I was talking about the cape episode. Oh, come on, please. Which I only know about from, like, secondhand. But what, just because I wore capes for, like, like two years straight, that doesn't mean there's <laughs> anything wrong with that. Right, right. Like, you know, what was last week? I don't know. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm <laughs> that, sure, maybe there's something that I'm sure I, uh, I came up with a great idea last week that nobody yeah, believes in. Yeah. Well, uh, of course, what we're talking about here is the uh, the now suite of products that are being made by Neuroware.net, uh, actually. Yeah, it's Neuroware.net. Or dot, dot com. Dot com will work all They both work. Yeah. Um, which appears to be a Japanese company. Yeah, th- these are some of our it Japanese friends. It appears to be marketed at the Japanese who have a penchant for pushing the weird envelope. Yeah. They, right? They, like they, they really want to go over the line on anything weird. They make some choices that would be really hard-pressed for anybody else to embrace, but they fucking love it. Right? Yeah. They, are they go all, all in. Yeah, they go all in. There's no... Yeah. Yeah, so we've all watched anime. At yeah. least if you're yeah. watching, listening to this show, you've watched <laughs> anime. Now, yeah. I mean, no. What's, what the fuck's anime? That's now, the proper response, by the yeah, way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that means you've gotten laid. Um, how many times have you seen an anime where there's, like, this hot Japanese girl with, like, cat ears and a tail and shit? You know what's weird is I don't know that I've ever... Act, I can't think of an anime that I watched with a girl with cat ears and a tail. Oh, wait. I take that back. Yeah. I can now. <laughs> uh, and... Um, I was the, the 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 I keep thinking of Inuyasha though yeah. who had like dog ears yeah or now, wolf ears how about how many times you've been to a comic con or a sakura con All or something like that place. and it's everywhere yeah now take it as read that kids are paying lots of money for this crap <laughs> can you ever find yourself saying do you know what I need to do I need to come up with a brain body interface that will allow not only the ears but also a tail to respond to whoever's wearing them's emotion and be able for, for that to be like take the right action for whether that's the ears are perked up, whether they're coming down, whether the tail's wagging I, like a motherfucker. I got to tell you, that's fucking genius. Yeah, but like, <laughs> seriously, how? <laughs> like, who, 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 I can understand drinking with the buddies and coming up yeah, with that and say yeah. this would be a great idea to sell millions of fucking things. Yeah. But then going and doing the, the, the engineering work to do it, getting like investors to do it. Funding it and funding putting it, it out there. Yeah. Putting it out there. That's exactly what this company has done. Yes, they, it's amazing. They, they sell ears, little cat ears, and a tail. Well, the tail's new. A tail, tail just came just out. Came the cat out. ears have been out for a while. So now. the, the ears old news. And, and we were arguing whether or not we talked about this on the podcast before. Yeah. I don't think we had because this looks brand new to me. Like okay. I'm like I've never seen this before. But the ears like do the like. It seems like all they would do is go up or down. They would yeah. go down if you were just like chilling, and they'd kind of perk up if you're excited. Yeah. And now here, the here's tail the thing. appears to do effectively the same thing. It like wags back and forth when you're really happy. Now he- um, here's the uh, thing that yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, they, they, so in the video, there's a video. If you go on their website, there's they've it, got it, a bunch of videos. Really more of a love story. Cute Japanese girls walking around with tails and ears. And th- there was the scene where she walks up and she gets startled by the dog barking at her. Yeah. The, the tail should really tuck between the legs at that point. I agree. They like, didn't really like show us what was going on there. It didn't do uh, anything. I, I think all it does is wag when she's happy. Yeah. I, I think it's got an on and off mode. We should call Neuroware and see if we can get a sample of these, and then we go find somebody yeah. to try this out, and then we videotape how it goes. That's a great idea. 
You always think do they that. would do that? Yeah. yeah for, for the American audience. We want to yeah. push this for Americans. Definitely. Totally. Uh, Hopefully yeah. they didn't hear my earlier statements. But uh, mm. now, of course, this is the year 2000 and 12, right? Okay. Almost yeah. 2013. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Fuck it. Somebody will correct the dates if I'm wrong. Wow. Um, it just seems like yesterday that um, Conan O'Brien had that, that bit where he was like, in the year 2000, and they would like talk about yeah. what's going to happen in the year 2000. That's fucking like... 12 12 more than 12 ago. years yeah. ago because it was like that yeah, was the future yeah it, it wasn't even there yet god damn so of course it is not good enough that you now have cat ears and a tail that respond to your emotions yeah you need to share those emotions with everybody you do that's right and they've integrated it with your phone so that as you're going places you can actually check in your emotions at the park just so we're clear how fucking annoying that person would be to be on your friends list and Facebook uh, or something. Because these constant check-ins of, um, I don't know, it's going to be somebody like Sukiyaki is happy, Sukiyaki is sad, Sukiyaki's fucking pissed, whatever. Sukiyaki yeah. saw a cute boy at the park. Uh, now, even better... I don't know if Sukiyaki's a real girl. Japanese <laughs> girl's I, I, name I or not. E- even better, it's not just that information. They're crowdsourcing everybody that's using that information, so... Let's say you're having a stressed day. You can go find out where most people that wear cat ears and a tail find calm yeah. and serenity. And you can go there. It, they're, they're weeks away, I'm guessing, from announcing a new dating site where you can now not only find people in places that happen to also have folks wearing cat ears and tails that have been finding calm in those areas, but also that are rutting. <laughs> yeah, the one thing I did like though, I did you see? I, I showed you the video they've got of the uh, instead of just furry ears, they've got like clear ears with LEDs in them. Yeah, I did see that, that. light up differently when you're at the club when you're happy or sad. <laughs> I I, I kind of see those like uh, I mean, next time I go to a rave, I'm, I'm yeah, I, I think I could yeah. sport a pair of those and so um, get beat up. Here's the thing: at the end of the day, I I can almost understand people wanting these. I, I'm I'm dumbfounded that they ever made it out as a product. But this next item that I, I want to talk about is. It's solving problems that people don't actually so, have. Wh- wait, wait, wait. Which are, are we? Oh, this I'm is, not sure which one we're talking about. This is about. a surprise. I didn't tell you about oh, this because I, didn't I was going to go into it because the link that we found off of there, which is the mind control to get oh, people to shut flex? the fuck up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about that. I forgot yeah. about that entirely. So the, the same people had a, the, the, the neuro guys had a um, link to some people who would create a speech jamming gun, which is awesome. Which, which, <laughs> which you point the gun at somebody and it makes them stop talking without like, Fucking shooting them and killing them. Which would be better. <laughs> so, uh, and, and when we were looking at this, what we were thinking it was doing was initially just noise canceling, but right. it's not. Um, it's actually there. It's the same idea as noise canceling, but instead of actually syncing up to, to you know, cancel out the, the, the sound waves, they're just doing a slight delay yeah. of your own voice and then directionally speakering that back at, your, at you, which just causes people to. Yeah, your like, brain goes, what the fuck? Yeah. I, I just heard my wait, I can't, and, and they just stopped talking. Yeah, which is so. so which it's not awesome. really like you could probably and force your way through it, but like it would still be like. So really, this is done. something that you've all experienced when you've been on a bad VoIP line and you're having a conversation, or your cell phone's crapping out on you, and you start hearing your own voice coming back right. at you, just a fraction of a second later, and it just disrupts your ability to think straight, and all of a sudden you can't talk. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what they're um, buying in here. Yeah. And but they're using a directional mic and a directional speaker to pick it up and shoot it back at you. So when you're in the meeting and the motherfucker that won't shut up for who anything. Who probably didn't bring his laptop right. for the meeting that he needs to run. Or, or the guy who, uh, you're in training, and the guy who keeps asking the... Uh, Retarded the, as fuck questions. Yes, you just pointed at them. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're oh done, God. motherfucker. That would be so awesome. <laughs> we should give all teachers and classes those. I'm sorry, what was that, Johnny? Well, what I want to know is, can <laughs> just aim and pull the trigger? Keep I wonder. Talking, bitch. I wonder how, like, uh, I, there's got to be some bleed off. You know, like directional speakers yeah, yeah, yeah. are, they're, they're not are perfect. directional-ish. Yeah. So there's some bleed off. But you wonder how, like, subtle that is to everyone else in the room. Uh, I'm guessing they're fine with it because they're already going, I'm so glad somebody whipped that gun out. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm just wondering if they can eat, like, like, is it really obvious? All of a sudden, it sounds like the guy's just, like, speaking, like, with a weird yeah. voice. Or does it, like... We, uh, we should find out. Or put that goddamn gun down and you're annoying everyone else in the room also. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, you see people just pulling further away from them <laughs> going, I want to get out of the beam of this fucker. So... Okay, the surprise. The surprise. I, I found um, a... I'm a big fan of tech. You, <laughs> fucking fly came back, didn't it? So I set the goddamn fly swatter down, and then that little guy starts dive bombing me. He's an ass. Um, okay, so here's what I did. I found this thing this week. Now I'm a big fan of technology. I love technology in all its forms. And ooh, I think I got him. I knocked him off the little thingy here that he was. All right. Um, so early adopter. I love technology because technology allows you to solve problems in really fast and cool ways, right? Yeah. Now. Along with that, something that really pisses me off is technology for the sake of technology that is not solving any problems anybody in the real world ever has conceived of having. I speak, of course, about socks. What? What? How many problems do you have with your socks? My socks? Yeah. None, really. How many times oh, okay, have you so woke it up and thought, man, I have so many problems in my sock arena that I need some fucking technology to right. solve this problem? I'm going to tell you, I, I do have some problems with my socks. So... I have a very sweaty foot. Okay. Uh, my feet tend to sweat a lot. So, you know, yeah. if I'm hiking a lot, I need to change my socks frequently. Right. Now, my other problem with my socks is I don't like, uh, I don't like, like, um, calf height socks. Yeah. I don't like the feeling of the, the, mm -hmm. the socks on my calves. It yep. compresses, Agree. it stretches eventually. But with the, like, low-cut socks, sometimes they're too low. Right. They get stuck up in your foot, and they start binding, or yeah. not binding, but yeah. bunching up. Um, and then the other problem that I've had with socks. Now, this isn't really a problem so much that I've had with socks, uh, as my daughters had. Like, when they were young, they really didn't like to feel the seam right, the at seam. the toes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so you can get seamless socks now. Yeah, yeah. so these... Th are, those are all my the problems I can these, think of with These socks. are actually problems that people have had. Now, let me ask you a question. Have you ever th had a problem where you're like, ah, I think this sock was supposed to be on my left foot as opposed to my right foot? This is a left foot sock, and that's a right foot sock. I suppose if I was wearing those socks with, like, the fingers in them, like glove socks... Let's you say know, like you're toe not. socks, then then I might have that problem. But right, but if you're not, because my my you know like the the one toe is bigger than the other toes. Yeah, so there's a company out. But there. I'm not. I don't have that problem. So. They're called Black Socks. Is the company name? You okay. Go to blacksocks.com and check this out. What they have is they actually have embedded RFID tags in your socks. They have an iPhone app that you can use in order to sort your socks. Ensure that you're putting the same sock on the left foot all the time, and it's getting worn appropriately. It also has a blackness meter to measure how black your socks are so that you can, like, through a number of washings, you can ensure that you don't have uh, um, uh, socks that are getting too washed out. Also, it helps you make sure that the sock that you started with matches the other sock that it started with so those socks are constantly married together so that you can make sure to cycle your socks out at the right interval. Now, I'm sorry, I haven't spoken because... You're fucking um, dumbfounded? While... <laughs> I heard the words coming out of your mouth. You're talking fucking nonsense. I know. That's my thing. I'm like, 
Okay, so I have socks, right? And like, I like that the sock on my left. They've foot... sold three million socks since 1999. Fucking shocking. I here, here's the thing. Like, like I said, these are problems that don't need technology to be solving them, right? These are problems that we just need to say, dude, take your fucking OCD medicine. Why, why, why do they sell socks in magenta for men? I have no idea. Oh, it's raspberry. Sorry. Oh yeah, that, that's better. But at the end of the day, like I, I don't know. I, I am very particular about a lot of things. I don't actually care that the sock that if I buy a pack of twelve socks, I don't care that sock one and two are constantly together, and sock three and four are together, and sock four and five are together. I I can handle disparate pairs of socks if they're you know the same sock. They have some nice looking boxer briefs on here though. Yeah. But like really, I mean, really, they look comfortable because I like the boxer briefs. I actually do have a bit of a problem with, like with underwear. Do, do you have R, Do you need RFID tags so you can check how much uh, time you spent in the bathroom and how that correlates to I, replacement I'm levels? I'm completely sure. Like, why do you need to make sure your socks on the left foot? Well, if you get start to get your sock worn, like you know how you know your shoes, right? Your shoe gets kind of worn to your foot. Yeah, your sock has the same thing. What right? is this? So, so I'm looking at their site here. And they have a sockscription. What is a sockscription? I, I would assume it's like a sock of the month club. Um, this is for people that really love socks. <laughs> socks. You can give it as a gift. You can give the sockscription. Hang on, a subscription. The idea of a subscription came around embarrassing situation at a Jap- traditional Japanese tea party. That's um um. Choose the type of sock and how often you wish to receive a shipment. Order your sock. I think it is they send you new socks all the time. Yeah. Also, by the way, through their iPhone app that lets you uh, do important things like measuring black levels and ensure that your socks are sorted correctly, it also allows you to order more socks. So they send you, if you order a a sock subscription, you get three pairs of socks. And then four months later, you get three more pairs of socks. And then four months later, you get three more pairs of socks. So I assume this means that your socks, you need three pairs of socks a week for, and then they start wearing out after four months? I don't know about you, but socks last me a lot longer My than socks four last months. me fucking forever. I've got socks yeah. from like 10 years ago. Yeah. So um, this is out there. I'm just going to put it out for all of you folks that are OCD about What's your socks. What's wrong with people? Give it up. Like, take some meds. You'll be fine. Huh. Oh, wait, here's the smarter socks. Maybe this is what uh, you're talking about. I don't get it. Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense to me. I like Measuring I, the black level. It says it right here. It's just exactly what you were saying. Yeah. Now, I understand the desire to start embedding technology into clothing, right? I'd yeah. love for my shirt to have a screen on it and embedded in the arm. I'd love for my uh, jacket to act like a, a GPS unit and tell me how fast I'm running and all that kind of stuff for you know, suggest alternate routes while I'm driving and all that stuff. But I have never in my life ever said I need to solve this horrible sock problem. Yeah. By the way, I pretty much only wear white socks, so I really need a sock uh, application with a white meter. (laughs) Yeah. We should uh, suggest a V2 improvement. Yeah. (laughs) Of course, I usually don't wear dress clothes either, so I should start changing that. Look like an adult someday. Yeah, but uh, for those of you playing at home, that's our. Uh, that, that means we're done for the day. Thanks a lot. We'll yeah. talk to you in a week or two. See ya.